Thank you for joining XR Room, which is India's first AR VR focused podcast. And today I'm delighted and honored to have with me Mr. Kevin Henderson, who's the Chief Operating Officer of Pimax VR. So, Kevin, welcome to the show. It's a complete pleasure and honor to have you on the show. Pimax VR is one of the companies which is, I think is completely pushing the boundary when it comes to virtual reality headsets. You know, there's so many other companies around, like Facebook, which is we've got the Oculus and uh, uh, Pico VR and Valve and STC. But I think you guys have a different vision altogether when it comes to uh, virtual reality headsets, and, and and you've stuck to the effort right right from the Kickstarter Kickstarter days to right now, you know, building uh, I think a 75, 80 member team and growing stronger by the days. So just for a little so. co- context, I mean, who's Mr. Kevin Henderson, and what got you excited in virtual reality? And then maybe we can get into Pimax yeah. VR, the products that you're building. Well, first of all, thank you so much for uh, inviting me. I really appreciate it. Really excited to be here. Uh, well, you know, I, I'm, uh, I've, I've got an engineering and uh, development background. And uh, I, um, in the early days after I got out of school, I went to work at NASA. I worked there for 14 years and the shuttle program. And uh, I did uh, 24 missions uh, at NASA and uh, left uh, left the NASA back in uh, 2000, and I ended up uh, starting a company uh, that developed fingerprint matching algorithms. And so that's uh, that's what, that was my uh, patented that. Ended up selling that to a uh, to another company and grew and grew with the companies I was with. Ended up uh, becoming the president of Westinghouse. Over time, uh, I left that to come work for Pimax, and. Uh, I, uh, and, you know, Pimax to me represented a really edgy uh, kind of a, and it, and, and with talking to them, it felt like, you know, some of the things as a businessman, uh, for the last more than 20 years, um, I could bring some things to the table that, you know, that a combination engineering fellow and businessman would be able to, would be able to bring to the table. And they thought so too. So, uh, so they brought me in back in uh, 2018. But yeah, uh, when I came in, we didn't have, con- you know, we didn't have controllers or base stations or uh, headsets or audio straps or, you know, all of the items that we had been that were part of the offering essentially, you know, just, you know, weren't ready yet. And so part of what I did in the early days was just to try to work together with all the partners and, and, and get, it, get it, try to get it done somehow, you know, which we did. And now we've delivered everything that we've uh, that have been ordered and uh, we're trying to uh, expand on that and uh, and of course we've got a whole new line coming out that we announced recently so that's pretty exciting you mentioned that you've been part of nasa NASA 24 missions and then you also built some algorithms for fingerprint matching right what nudged you to get into virtual reality when i was at nasa we had the sims and I actually worked on, on uh, software development for one of our sims there for the shuttle, which ultimately ended up in the shuttle sim uh, at the uh, Space Center Houston. So the Space Center Houston little sim that you go to that's pretty ancient now, I actually was one of the authors of, of that. And uh, so that got that was where I really got interested in, in, in VR. It was before there was even really a word for VR. It was just a simulator, you know, and... Uh, it really got me to dreaming. Uh, my my imagination ran wild. Uh, you know, I I could just think about all the thi- all the worlds you could visit and and all the things that people could do 
uh, handicapped people who can't, who, you know, who can't get out and see things or see the world. What if you, what if you could develop something where they could at home, you know, uh, people teaching education, just so many, just unbelievable amount of applications for it. And I thought, man, if this is something like this could be, you know, it could be something you could use at home or even just in an office, a business or whatever. That's when I thought, you know, that's when it really started growing in me to the VR as a, you know, as a concept. And so when I had the chance, I, I was one of the backers for uh, Pimax. And I was one of the, when I saw the Kickstarter and, and they had really pushed the limits and I thought, man, even if they just kind of get close to what they're saying here, <laughs> I thought that would represent a, a pretty good lead, especially at the time, talking about 2017. I was one of the uh, Kickstarter uh, backers uh, for the Oculus as well. It was one of the first ones. I was on the forums with uh, Palmer Lucky and you know, long ago got to know him and, and we were, uh, all posting about all of our ideas about how this these things would work and uh and so so yeah the the evolution was goes way back this whole thing in in the vr industry where uh where the goals are ver are are too manageable i think you know in the case of oculus i was disappointed because it, they didn't move it forward as fast as I would have liked. And then HTC Vive didn't move it forward. The, the incremental changes were so small. You know, they would do little tiny things. And it was, I felt like it, it was underwhelming, you know. And I, I wanted to get to the immersive uh, reality as fast as possible, you know. And uh, so working at Pimax, I hope to help that. And not just for Pimax, but I hope other companies uh, see this and and want to do it too you know and uh, and have the industry where the whole industry becomes uh more immersive and more realistic and 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 more convincing and, and more comfortable and uh and there's so far that we have to go and uh, i just felt like these little incremental improvements weren't enough to to get us there in even 20 years you know but uh, at pimax they want to get there tomorrow <laughs> you know, the engineers are, are, you know, they're talking about things that, you know, I'm like, whoa, you know, I'm thinking that, okay, that sounds like something we can't, <laughs> that would be really difficult, <laughs> you know, but uh, so we try to keep it, the goals lofty, but within the realm of, of what we can achieve. Some of the biggest companies are extremely safe when it comes to innovation or R&D, sure. because obviously there has always been uh you know the the you, you finding the right path of the economical uh, and right. the creative output of, of the product you know but I, I think it's like brave entrepreneurs such as you and your team at Pimax uh, and who are looking at the future and have a, a foresight and a lofty goal I think they are the ones who will create real technological dis disruption. So I wish you the very best. So why don't we talk about Pimax VR? You guys started sure. you mentioned with 4K VR, 5K, 8K, and now then you're already uh, we right. yeah, want, wanting to launch 12K in, in 2020. <laughs> right. so, so, so Pimax VR, do talk about that. Well, Pimax started way back with the 4K and then they released the 5K plus and 8K at the Kickstarter back in, they did it in, in 17 and, and it was released in eight in the end of 18. And, um, 
and of course every you know we've released a, we're famous for releasing a lot of headsets and uh over the over time i think we've released eight eight headsets uh, in that time and uh but uh ending with the flagship that we have today which is called the akx which is a native 4k per eye it's wide fov it has all every feature we ever did is is part of it and those are for sale you know and they've been for sale for a year and a half now for the last two years we've been working on you know the successor to that you know and uh to try to to try to stay ahead of not only the competition but to try to make sure that what we do is ahead of the previous things we've done this new headset coming out uh it's called the reality 12k qled and uh it's a a new it's an entirely new platform it's our first new platform the original platform we used to call it the p1 was the Pimax 4K, it was before I worked at Pimax. The P2 platform was the Pimax 5K Plus and all of the subsequent headsets up to the AKX. P3, it's the next generation platform. It's our, uh, it's a new platform. So, um, and it has some really groundbreaking technology in it. And of course, as always, we're gonna try to, for this line, we're gonna try to pack as much as we can into it and, and, and try to keep the price down but the bottom line on it is, is that, uh, you know, we've been, we've evolved every little molecule in these headsets. You know, we, we look at every feature they have, everything from the housings to the audio, to the, the panels, the backlights, the, how it connects via the software compatibility, all of that. And we have teams that are evolving every one of those things that are independently uh, working on those things. Let's spend some time on the you know, the PP2 Gen 5K and 8KX. Uh, sure. Would you like? Would you be able to share the numbers which has been told at this point of time globally? Uh, what's what's been the response? What's what's the use cases that you have seen? We could just uh, talk about those three three points. I will say this: I asked. We estimate we're around 1.6 percent of the VR uh, market. And our goal is to get uh, in 2022 to be up into the 5% plus zone. Uh, and our, one of our problems has been in the past is just simply not having enough headsets being produced to cover them. And uh, we've, we've had a lot of supply uh, problems with, with volume, you know. But uh, now we have three plants running and, uh, and four assembly lines. and. Uh, so we've actually uh, really expanded our capabilities as far as producing uh, the headsets. It used to be when we produced a headset, they would be checked by hand a couple of years ago. And over time, we have an automated process. It's a, it's a robotic, largely robotic process that checks the headsets, it checks the lenses, alignment, you know, all of that as they're running through the plant. Uh, most of the uh, systems have uh, an automated component to them now when we're when they're going out. Even the uh, even the, when we're doing the adhesives and uh, you know and applying all of the protective coatings and all that to the housing, it's all robotic now. But it didn't used to be. It used to be a guy, you know. We've really expanded our ability to uh, to support people, and uh, we've been, it used to be we only had a small number of people on the support. Now we've got a very large office that that's all it does. Recently, we announced our partnerships with Toby and Qualcomm and, and others, and, and uh, those are big ones. And uh, we got other ones to announce too. So 
it's a uh, it's good that companies like that want to partner with us lovely yeah we wish you the very best and and we'll talk about the collaborators and features about it would you like to shine light on on, on the use cases and what's been the customer response you know because this is largely an enterprise headset you know? sure. it's not a consumer headset so would no, you like to share i'd say this uh it's the prosumer space would be our primary niche i'd say um the our lowest end headset's called the Artisan and it sells for $450. But that said, and offer greater and greater and greater capabilities within them. But um, but yes, uh, that line is more of a consumer line. But yeah, as far as our biggest success uh, has, where that has been, is in the prosumer uh, area with things like simulators, uh, flight sims, race, racing sims. Uh, we recently announced a partnership with iRacing uh, future for both current and future uh, software, uh, which is part of the NASCAR uh, organization uh, for uh, software. Um, they uh, that kind of thing has been huge for us, and uh, and we uh, we a lot of our driver and software development make sure that the simulator aspect of it is something that uh, that is optimized the best. Um, we've also uh, made a lot of inroads into uh, like modeling in CAD and simulations and, and those kinds of things with the with the AKX. But actually, uh, we sell more AKXs to prosumers than we do uh, any 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 other um, any other uh, type of model that we have. So uh, the AKX has become our number one selling model, even more than our our low end uh, headsets like the Artisan. So. Right, lovely. So you are mentioning about collaborators, you know. So would you like to talk a little bit more about the collaborators and who are your comp competitors at this point in time? Would you consider Xtal, Vario as the competitors, and, and talk about the features also of, of both of your five K and the eight K X? One of the things that we've done uh, recently is anybody who has a Pimax headset and wants to get one of our new ones, we've offered a program that protects everyone who ever bought a Pimax. We're going to credit them one hundred percent of whatever they spent on the new on the new headset on the new 12k so uh so they can apply even if someone bought it four years ago they can apply 100 percent of the money towards the new headset just to make sure they get into the latest technology and we keep the price down for them for pimax owners you know with the 5k plus we've continued to evolve it we you know we've released uh every update uh since we released the 5k plus more than three and a half years ago uh all the updates still benefit uh, the 5k plus we've increased the refresh rate of it anyone who in the early days you know you can only refresh at 80 hertz and then we increased the firmware to 90 and then we increased it to 100 110 up to 144 hertz for a 5k plus owner from way back when for most of them so um, they've been getting free upgrades um, unlike any other headset i know of on the market this entire time um, same thing with all of our other headsets. We've been upgrading the capabilities. We're even upgrading the capabilities of the old Pimax 4K from 2000, late, late 2015. It just received a, an update three weeks ago with, with new features. So we, we're, we're actually continuing to update the, all of the original headsets with new features, and we're gonna apply the purchase uh, price to, the, to what our new, uh, newest headset. We've added tons of stuff to the to the capability. We've added things like backlight control. Uh, we've added color control. We've added where you can change the field of view. You can literally select your field of view that you want. 
Um, you can change the resolution. We've added dozens of things. Uh, we've added frame rate features, um, smart smoothing, um, which is a lot like uh, uh, Oculus's Time Warp. Um, the, uh, we've added a new one called Compulsive Smooth, which was only like three weeks ago. We added that. It was made for Flight Sim and Elite Dangerous and things like that. Doubles the frame rate almost. Um, so we've been doing these things and we're continuing and those apply to every headset that we've made. And, uh, and so the experience keeps getting better and better on the uh, who we think our competition, you know, out there uh, in the marketplace. We have kind of our own niche. We're kind of in the middle. If you look at Valve, they're, look, they're looking at the $500 range for the headset plus base stations and controllers, uh, you know, put them in around $1,200 total. Um, and then you have uh, Vario, which is uh, the Arrow, the new one is $2,000, which will be shipping soon. Uh, but you need base stations and controllers and you need audio and you need a few other things. So you're talking $3,000 or so for that. So, you know, our positioning uh, is, you know, is in between uh, those. And uh, we feel like uh, with our uh, technology for 2022, we, we've, we're using SLAM tracking uh, for 2022 for our headsets, um, which is um, much less expensive. Uh, it, it brings down the overall ownership cost over roughly, you know, four or five hundred dollars. Uh, so, um, you know, I think that that will put us uh, into on our, especially on the lower end headsets uh, in competition with Valve to a much greater extent than we are today. As a medium, a small to medium sized producer, we have some advantages, you know, and uh, a lot of people think these are disadvantages, but really they're advantages because if you're an Oculus who, and, uh, which is meta now, if you're going for that market, they're looking at the sub $300 market for the kind of an all in price. And then everything is essentially subsidized, you know. And with advertisements and uh, with uh, their, their their store and all the money's flowing in from that, that's their business model. Problem is they need a very, very high volume to sustain that. And most of the new parts, micro LED panels, all of the new multiplexers, the new, uh, all the new uh, uh, more advanced chips that are part of these assemblies, and not just the chips, but other parts too, uh, are not high volume. They, and, but if you're really small volume, if you go in there and you say, I want a tiny number of units, they, you know, they don't, even if they charge you more, they're not very interested, you know, but if you go in there with a medium, with a little bit higher than a small, but a medium sized volume, something they can do, uh, you can do that. And, and so we're in a, we're in a place that's very attractive to our partners. You know, Apple is imminently going to be releasing something most likely as the rumor mill. Um, but and, and the rumor mill was that they they couldn't because they couldn't get the, this exact problem that I'm talking about. It, it's, they you need to be able to buy a huge number of things, and you know, and it's just not so easy if it's the latest. If you're trying to push the most advanced parts out there, the the volumes are going to be, you know, in the thousands, not the not the hundreds of thousands. You know, so that puts us in a in a in a zone where we're attractive to partners. We do enough volume that they like it, but not so much that, that it can't be done, you know, that it can't be sustained. So uh, I think that that, that Pimax has a unique position 
uh, in the marketplace because of that. So talk about your 12K QLED Pimax reality uh, headset that you are building, which is going to be coming out in 2022. So we've been working on this platform for the reality for a long time. It's designed to be wireless. It's designed to be, which is a brand new feature for us. Um, it has two modes of wireless. It's got uh, wireless 6E and it has Y gig as an option. Um, we designed the faceplate where it can be removed and you can add all kinds of uh, capabilities to it. You can go with steam trackers or you can leave it with the default, which is a slam tracking. The beauty of it is, is that you can get one of our reality series headsets and just turn it on. <laughs> you know, you can just take it out of the box, you know, charge it up, turn it on, connect it to the internet. You're, you know, you're, you, and you can just start using it. And the applications, if you're a, an engineering company or you're a developer and you're developing for an OEM application, you can store your programs in the headset independently. And uh, it, we have hybrid technology that lets you run with the processing power in the headset, or you can add, um, you can actually uh, add to uh, and use the processing power of your PC. And uh, with Cloud XR, you can actually use the processing power on the cloud. You know, in the case of a lot of people don't know this, this might be a piece of information that people don't have um, that I can put out there. Is that you know Qualcomm's been pioneering a technology called uh, it's called uh, Edge. And uh, so the Qualcomm uh, Edge is uh, the ability to do offline, to do real-time rendering um, using the, uh, the cloud platform. And uh, so you can expand the, the processing capabilities of the XR2 and do a lot more immersive applications that way. And we're working with them uh, on that. And uh, so people will be able to have some very high-end graphics processing capabilities without even having a computer, <laughs> you know? So, uh, so there's so much uh, rich capability in the new, in the new platform. And um, that goes beyond everything we've done before. And like I said before, one of the things that we didn't change in the, in the previous platform, we didn't change the, the tooling of a lot of the parts. And the P3 has all new, all new parts for the housing and a lot of other things it holds a battery and has lots of capabilities that weren't didn't exist before uh it has a new qled panel um that's uh, 6k per eye uh and that 6k per eye panel is just stunning it's like an oled uh it has oled type uh gamut and it has refresh rates of an lcd so you get the refresh rate of the lcd and the gamut of an oled on the same panel and we have a, a self-dimming backlight. We have a dimming backlight that's a per-pixel dimming backlight, which is a new, another new thing in the industry. So, um, you know, those two things will be introduced, um, and and that will and at, with the new field of view that this provides, provides up to 200 degrees horizontal and 135 degrees vertical. That's pretty much your entire vision. Um, left, right, up, and down. It's a totally immersive wow. experience. And the, and the density, the pixel density is 35 PPI and 35 PPI is well beyond the 28 PPI that the eye can, can typically uh, perceive on the pixel size. So, uh, so you have uh, a, a density 
that gives you think you know flight sim capabilities and, and capabilities with uh, you know with high end software or low end software if you want. It works with everything. It even works with Oculus titles. You can launch an Oculus title with one of our headsets. You know, but um, so you can launch any application out there and gain the wide field of view, the high resolution, the new panels, the new backlight, new lenses. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's the most immersive and be wireless, by the way, and it's the most immersive experience out there. We're hoping to show these things in a month and a half at CES, if all goes well. Kevin, <laughs> super awesome and excited to see what this headset 12K is going to look like, you know, when it comes to India. You guys are almost like redefining the uh, a virtual reality headset, you know, or, or creating the virtual reality headset of the future. Now, I'm just going to be a little bit greedy over here. Yeah, I'm just going sure. to be a little bit greedy over here. Sure. You know, but by, by 2020, I mean, 2022, when you have that headset, it's still going to be bulky. When do you see us having a headset like this with all <laughs> the capabilities that you intend to pack into your P3? I think that HTC uh, with the flow uh, was the first to, to really make a stab at what you're talking about, you know, with the glasses. I, I don't know if you've looked at the flow, but it's a, it's not quite like glasses, but uh, it's a little bit that it's in that z zone, I guess. Uh, and, and magically of course, in the, in the, in the uh, AR uh, side of it. But um, how, how long will it be before you could have something like that? Something like what we have, in uh in a in something a little bit bigger than a pair of glasses maybe right i think it'll be a while uh i think it'll be uh so there are some techs uh, technologies out there that would be quite enabling when it comes to that you know retinal scanning lasers uh where you can put the image directly on the retina there's a lot there's all there's so many that are a lot smaller uh, that are very high refresh rate that can do some amazing things. There's actually micro LEDs that are super high res that are really small that you could use a magnifying cap capability to like, put them in a glasses. You could do, there are things you could that are emerging that we're getting, we can just see a little bit of, but something like the flow, they basically tried to take what we have now, uh, the technology in the last couple of years and put it in that form factor. Uh, you know, it might be something that we attempt uh, one of these days, you know, uh, you never know. I don't, you may not know this, but we actually did show an AR device that we built at GTC uh, not, uh, a few couple years ago. And uh, it had the, it had a crazy wide FOV for an AR device. Uh, it had a, had 125 degree uh, FOV on an AR device. And we showed that for four days at the at GTC, the physical device, let people test it and everything. Um, but uh, it, it was it required a ridiculous amount of computing power, and uh, it wasn't something. And it would get so hot you couldn't have it on your head for very long. But uh, we had fun showing it, and uh, we it does show that we do have some thought processes along those lines that we're trying to evolve and think about. Um, but uh, you know, we might surprise people with some 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 cool gadgets uh, one of these days. You know, but um, but I think that uh, that's where our thinking is. We don't want to have the same things that other people. We don't want to have anywhere near the same things that other people have. <laughs> you know, uh, we're not going to release. You know, if 
the HoloLens has a 52 degree field of view, a HoloLens 2, 52 degree field of view or whatever it is. I think it's actually less than that. But, um, and we wouldn't release anything less than say 100, you know, in that same, we wouldn't want it to be disruptive. And um, so our thought, the thought process of the team is very forward thinking, you know, they, they want to release things that are future things and, and, uh, and do everything we can to get it out now. You know, I hope that we are able to evolve that into, you know, in, in someday into a pair of glasses, I'd say 10 years. Uh, that, that, that'd be super awesome. Yeah? And, and we need crazies, you know, crazy people such as your team who are like really pushing the frontier when it comes to technology and trying to build for the future. You, you mentioned about the AR device that you're working on. Hopefully we would get to see an AR glass for Pimax. Uh, there is uh, Mojo, which is uh, uh, Mojo Lens, which is working on an AR lens. So, so there is some cool innovations, which is happening around the world, you know, and- Oh yeah. yeah, yeah I'm a huge space. fan of all these other companies, by the way. I love, uh, you know, Xtal and Vario and HTC and all of them. I, I, I root for them. I, when I see something new, I'm just ex as excited as the next guy, you know. Uh, I just want to compete and uh, do our best, release the best things we can, and and I hope they do well. And uh, I'm really I hope that all, all of the VR companies continue to evolve their right. products. And 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 especially my, my genuine hope is that they they think out of the box, that they tr try to reach in for that, you know, that innovative feature, that disruptive feature. I I, I really hope to see that. I, you know. A lot of people say, hey, you know, you can't hope to see that because you're with another company that's doing things. But, you know, I don't care. I, I want to see them do great things, too. And, and I, I want to see them kind of not evolve the exact same thing just a little bit. You know, I want to see bigger jumps, uh, jumps into places that we don't we're not thinking of right now. I want to go I want to look at something and go, wow, I can't believe they did that. You know, and this this blows my mind, you know. That's what I want to see. I, I hope I, I hope more people endorse uh, or have the your perspective because I guess that will accelerate innovation. You know, when when you wish others to innovate, you know, because I guess what I saw was you know through COVID that we all joined hands together and that's how we created a vaccine so fast. And I guess yeah. I mean the same thing. We we are all working in silos, you know, and if if you break that down and we collaborate i think the, the innovation could be accelerated what are your views on india as a market opportunity and what do you have any plans over here to set up india is a huge market opportunity uh, you know just by uh just by virtue of just so many there's there are a, a lot of tech oriented people uh in india and it's growing exponentially you know so and there's a lot of people who are just so interested in fact when you get when you look at the passion of some of our customers uh, that are in India, it's like, you know, you've got some passionate Pimax customers in India, you know. So, um, you know, and that just makes me—it just makes me smile and just passionate about VR, you know. So there's a lot of people there that can see what this is and where this can go and what how this can benefit society, not just playing games. But there's a lot of visionary people in India that know where this is going to go, and and so. I think that's where your where your industry starts and is in the evangelists, you know, people that really uh, see what this can do for, you know, 
uh, for the country, you know, for 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 just being more efficient education, for teaching people uh, supply chain management, everything, medical applications, so many great things. Every country can benefit by that, and and India can benefit by that in a huge, huge way, just like just like any large company with a, with a large population can. And the your larger the population that you have, the more beneficial this can be. You know, establishing more distribution there and getting a lot, uh, getting a lot more robust uh, supply chain there is is going to be key for us. I, I'm hoping that we can that we can really do something with it. Lovely. Yeah. So there's some exciting movement happening when it comes to XR. It's not just the enterprise; even the government have opened up and understood the opportunity of what AR, VR, MR can bring to education, healthcare, and even governance and even defense. So, so they are more open to leverage the opportunity and end a headset, a 8K, a X, a Pimax VR could you know, bring to enterprise would be really transformational. So I hope that, you know, there is, there's a larger presence over here in India. One of the things, one of the things that's an enabler for us uh, in, in, uh, in different regions and in, in, in us expanding uh, something, one thing that has held us back uh, in expanding to just really going crazy, trying to expand to new markets and, and to, and just explode uh, was that we were that our headsets required base stations and controllers that were lighthouse. You can't uh, the base stations and controllers cannot be exported everywhere. There's a very limited number of countries that Valve will allow us to export, uh, and and they also have other limitations on how uh, we sell those in different places. So, as a result, it's it has limited us in in some of our expansion, and so. Uh, but in 2022, uh, you know, we'll have uh, our, our headsets will wireless. all be operational out of the box. Not only, not only will they be wireless, which is a, another step, uh, the fact that you don't have to directly connect it to the computer. But on top of that, they, you know, they don't need base stations and controllers to operate. They don't need that to get room scale. So, you know, you just take the headset out of the box. You have your two controllers. You turn it on. You, you install something. You're, it's just like a, it's just like an oculus when it comes to that you know so uh that is the key to our expansion uh in, uh, in around the world and uh and then if you want if you're a person who already has a pimax and you or or you already have a valve index or you already have an htc we have a sleeve that you can snap onto the front of the headset that gives you compatibility with all of the existing things so if you want so if you already have that you just snap this thing on it's inexpensive and uh, and you all of a sudden you can do everything you did. Before. You can just drop it in to your old headset, your old HTC or whatever index, a valve. But uh, I think that's going to be our key to success in 2022. Lovely, lovely, so, Kevin. Yeah, I love, Kevin. Really appreciate you taking time, being part of the podcast. Wish you and the team the very best. Excited for what you're going to be bringing. Uh, my last question. And, sure. And, uh, yeah, metaverse, you know, everybody is talking about that. <laughs> so so share your views on what metaverse is going to be like, what's it going to look like, what's it going to sure. do, role of Pimax in it, and, and, and go a little far out, go a little crazy. 
Sure. What do you think virtual reality is going to do to a world maybe in in another a decade or so because you know there are so many people around the world who are tinkering around with uh, there's Valve itself is working with OpenBCI and Toby and Toby is I think you guys are sure. also partnering working sure. to build Galia a brain computer interface and so on and so forth so so there there is crazy innovation so go far far out what is virtual yeah, virtual reality going to look like metaverse and a role of IMAX VR now we felt we feel like that's fundamental to uh to to our future and uh so and we spent half of what we did our big uh, our most elaborate presentation with the Pimax Frontier uh event that, that we had um back on on the 25th of October um we spent half of it uh on the metaverse and uh, and thinking about the future of the metaverse and how headsets would fold into that over the next years um Part of that is making sure that the software exists for that. You know that 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 you have an ecosystem that of software that's enabled for face tracking, uh, hand tracking, body full body tracking, uh, lip tracking, having where you where you simulate all the, you know, the, your full interactions in the in the metaverse, and that's what the metaverse is all about. It's feeling like you're there. Uh, it's a it's an environment that's um, that's going to be very expansive. Uh, it's going to be sort of like the internet of social <laughs> uh, you know uh, where someone logs into a of course Microsoft has announced their own uh, metaverse which will have it will be a, kind of its own universe I guess but meta from Facebook will be a kind of a universe within itself with headsets that are compatible with it and people will be able to use a Pimax headset to log into that but uh, but metaverse can also mean, where you have individual applications that have collaboration, uh, that have full tracking, that have uh, where, where you enter into a room together, and that's essentially an app, you know. And uh, it's it's very exciting that it kind of brings a compatible set of of, of XR-oriented features into under one roof, and uh, and of course OpenXR uh, does a lot. Uh, to to make that uh, a reality with Kronos, uh, and uh, and and so you know you you have all of these pieces coming together that allow uh, these things to happen and and move into the future, you know, and so what what will it be like in uh, you know in in ten years, you know, it'll it'll have millions of millions of people, and it'll have and there'll be just a, a universe of things to see and do and try it'd be very it'll be very internet like in the ability for you to in your browser to go see a website somewhere except you'll travel you'll actually travel there you walk there or ride there it'll be much more it'll all be inside the uh you know inside the metaverse itself so it'll, it'll be a different type of experience more physical it'll feel more physical to most people and uh, and the and the and the running of apps are going to sites where it's a where it's a technical you go www.whatever you know or if you go to a site and you or you run an app you run the calculator app or whatever uh the metaverse doesn't work that way everything is physical it's all you know it's all things that you do naturally and so it's the natural interface that's the future of it so you see all these things that we do now gain a natural interface for themselves so in theory you could do all your computing within 
you know, within an environment where you have your office and your desk and your calculator, and <laughs> it'll be physical things instead of seemingly physical things to you. And, um, and the more comfortable and realistic that that can be, uh, the more successful the metaverse will be. And uh, the beauty of it is, is with the metaverse, the need, the, the need for developing compatibility becomes a single, uh, becomes much smaller. When you're, when you're compatible with that and the Microsoft Endeavor and whatever, whoever else comes up with similar things, uh, you, you need to be compatible with that. You need to be compatible with OpenXR. You need to be compatible within this. But once you are, everything is all operable from within. So that means that it, you could have a, a headset from, that will open up a lot of opportunities, not just for, for Pimax, but for third parties. So you're, you can look, you can, I imagine there'll be a time, and you, if you can imagine this, where you sit in a stadium and the stadium has half a million people in it sitting in there and you can see them and you all watch some big event, you know, and, uh, and, you, and the whole, everybody there is an individual communicating you know, and, and where you just, or you walk out of the venue, just like you'd walk out of a dome stadium somewhere and, and you go watch a movie together or something. It'll be a much more natural thing. And it'll amazing. be an amazing thing. Amazing. And, amazing. Uh, people will be able to go to classes and, you know, and just do so many things that you can only dream about right now. Lovely. Kevin, thank you for taking time. The future looks super exciting and we need really more does. entrepreneurs such as yourself who are pushing the boundary and, and going beyond because I guess in doing that, we end up creating actual products that will completely transform the future you yeah. know, and bring the future faster. You know, so yes. thank you for doing that and being that company. Wish you and the team at Pimax the very best. And to my listeners, thank you if so you like, much to uh, my for listeners, supporting this industry and, you know, and, uh, and really uh, and talking about all the great things that are to come for this whole for this whole business. And uh, and it's an important it's an important thing for people to know and learn uh, not only what we have but what's next. And uh, and thank you so much for making that happen for a huge number of people. Thank you, Kevin. It's, it's a humble effort to kind of uh, yeah educate more and more people about what's happening in, in, in the space of XR and Frontier Tech. Yeah, so thank you once again for being part of That's the podcast. That's a noble quest. <laughs> thank you. And my listeners, <laughs> thank you if so you like, much. Thank you. And if my listeners, you like, if you like what you see in here, then please press the subscribe button. Until next time, see you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin.